Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. All right, you are listening to Equipped to Be. I am your host, Connie Alpers. We're picking up with part two of the episode that was very popular and got lots of feedback on regarding sleepovers. Why are we talking about sleepovers? Well, I was recently asked to do a media segment, a contributing segment at a news station where I often do radio and television. So if you are in that industry and you are looking for expert contributors, hey, send us an email, contact at connieoppers.com. I would be delighted to speak with you, whether it's in person or via online, it doesn't matter. I've been doing television and media, radio, podcasts, and television for many, many years. And I love being able to come in. Segments are short, which is why I decided to turn the segment that I prepared probably, well, two episodes of to a three-minute segment. You just can't get it all in in a short segment like that. And that's because you just have to have the highlights. But this topic is so important that I felt it warranted two episodes. So in last week's episode, so you can go tune into that and go to ConnieAubers.com. I'll have all the show notes there from last episode of Sleepovers, the pros and cons. And then this week, like, what do you do? Like, let's get into the nitty gritty this time of how do you decide? Like, what do you ask the host family? And what do you do if you're hosting a sleepover? That's going to be this segment and this episode of Equipped to Be. So stick around. I know you're going to enjoy this, or at least you sure did like the last one. This is an important topic. It's one that parents are talking about all over the place, and it's one we're going to address. Again, like I said in the last episode, I'm not going to tell you never have sleepovers. Sleepovers can be bad. Sleepovers can also be quite fun and safe. I'm also not going to say always do sleepovers because it may not be right for your child. So there's not a always, never, unless, how do you like that? <laughs> unless your family has made a definitive statement. And if you have made this declaration, no sleepovers, nope, not ever, then you need to stay with that from the time your child is born till the time they move out because they're gonna catch the inconsistency. So that's why I like the approach. Again, it's why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules. You can have your standards, you can have the why, you can have boundaries. All of that is important before making a decision. But my encouragement, and I invite you to consider this, before making a definitive statement, a straight up or down, that you have a conversation with your child. You listen to what they have to say and the reasons why they're asking you for this. So join us as we pick back up into the conversation of sleepovers and whether or not your child should be a part of them. When you're thinking about these sleepovers, it's our job to bring out the best in our kids. Some children, and this is why it's never and always never, some children are very much socially astute. They are social creatures or social butterflies, and they are includers. 
They love and get energy from being with people. They're encouragers. They love to listen. There's so many factors to your child. Some of your kids, they're homebodies, and they truly get homesick. And that's something that we don't often think about. That child that you have, not the brother or sister, but the one who's expressing their desire. One may be saying, mom, mom, please, 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 everybody's going to be there. I want to go too. And you're like, well, we have a policy. No, we don't do this. Well, you're setting yourself up for conflict with your kids. If it's a genuine concern, if it's legitimately, no, we do not do them, then you got to be consistent across the board. And there will be times where you'll rethink it. And you know what? That one's okay. Well, if it's okay, this one, why not that one? And then your word becomes less valid because it changes. And you're thinking, well, no, I don't like that logic. But think it through. Why throw out a blanket statement if what you really are trying to say is there's parameters? There are pros and cons. I acknowledge that. And what might be beneficial to one child could be detrimental to another child. And that is really up to you knowing your child and having a relationship with them and communicating with them. So when I was doing the interview, the topic of safety was obviously that's parents' number one concern is will their child be safe? I get it. That's exactly the way. I'm still like that. Are my kids going to be safe? And the topic of gun safety came up. They were very much wanting to know how do you handle the gun issue? And immediately I said, well, ask. You're the parent. You can talk to the child first, but I'm going to talk about what the child can do and what the parent can do. If your child has been asked to go to a sleepover at somebody's house, maybe it's your best friend and you already know all about them because you're like-minded, or maybe it's somebody on the ball team or you know, a church group or something like that, and you kind of know the family, but you don't know them really well, or maybe you're new to the area and your child's best friend invited you to this other thing. I mean, there's a lot of dynamics. That's why you know it's hard to be so cut and dry with it. And I don't think that we should be. I think that there are things that we can consider like the size, how many people will be attending. Ask. Ask your child, how many people will be attending? I don't know. Then you ask the child to find out who's going to be attending. How many is going to be attending? Will the parents be there? Are there additional guests staying with the family? Is this an adult party where the kids are told to invite some friends? Or is this a party that the kids are having because it's Friday night and they're bored and they just want to get together with their friends and hang out? There is a difference. If it's an adult party and the kids are invited, guess what? There's probably a greater chance that there will be adult beverages served. There is a greater chance that something could happen. Why? Because you don't know all the adults in attendance. If it's just a kid party and there's three or four and they're really close friends and they've all known each other for a really long time and they're at one of the family's homes that you interface with a lot, you have a lot of engagement, that's going to change the dynamics. It's also going to change the decision-making process. But let's go back to the guns. They were asking me, what do you do with that? Well, you know what? You ask. This is a very important topic because depending on the age of your children, an elementary age child is not going to have the mental maturity level that a middle schooler will have. And a high schooler is going to have greater maturity level than a middle schooler would have. That's why this is important. It is okay. But if you do need to broach that subject, which I absolutely think you should, if you're hosting a sleepover versus your child's going to one. So let's talk about if your child's been invited to go one. It's okay. It's permissible. 
to ask the host family, hey, I am so-and-so's mom. You know, they've asked about the sleepover and, you know, I just want to get a little information. You don't have to be interrogative. Just be a nice person. Say, hey, I just wanted to ask some important questions because safety is such a concern. And I know we don't know each other that well, and this would put my mind at ease a bit. And you just ask, begin by expressing your concern for your child's safety and well-being and say, I know you're like this too. I mean, most parents are and say, I don't want to be awkward about this, but I just want to ask if you have firearms in the house and then just pause for a minute and let them answer. They may say, I don't like to talk about this. They may be concerned that you're going to report them or something for having a gun. That is a real concern people have. So if they're hesitant, that's important for you to know, not because they're trying to hide something, but just know the lens that they're hearing you say it and what they might be thinking. Just use a natural tone, you know, just kind of matter of fact, not judgmental. You're not making assumptions. Just simply ask the question and be respectful. Emphasize safety. Let the other parents know that you are not against guns. If you aren't against guns, I mean, don't lie. Uh, if you aren't against guns, but that you're just concerned for the safety, especially if there's children in the house, will they be stored properly so that if you happen to fall asleep, no one could get access to them? That puts parents' minds at ease. And if you're the host family, it should put your mind at ease as well because you don't want to be responsible for somebody getting hurt or harmed in your home. Be specific. Ask about the locations, meaning do they have it in a safe? Do they practice proper safety where things are unloaded? And yes, I know for all of you gun enthusiasts, I'm sure I'm going to get some emails on this one, but for all of you gun enthusiasts, Think about the parent, and I know you're thinking, well, we have them to protect our family. That's true, but if you're going to invite other children into your home, you have a responsibility and obligation there as well, and you want to be mindful of that and just offer reassurance. If you want, if you can tell that the atmosphere, the conversation is going away, you can talk about your own practices. More than likely, this is going to be somebody in your circle that will share some similar concerns and beliefs that you do. And When you do ask sensitive questions, you want to really consider the age appropriateness. When you want to talk to your children, because if they're going over, you want to prepare them as well. So ask the hard questions to your children, but be very gentle about it. Make sure your child feels safe and relaxed and saying, hey, sweetie, you know, if you go over their house and go over those safety concerns, if one of the kids brings alcohol or if the parent has alcohol in the cabinet or if you see drugs or somebody says, hey, I brought some of these pills and they really make you feel good. Why don't we all like do it together? Talk to your kids about saying no. And if they're pressured, have a way for them to get a hold of you and to contact you and say, I don't feel safe. Whether it's a code that if you type a certain number, that means come get me ASAP. Or it's a word that says, I don't feel good. I'm sick to my stomach, mom. I think I'm going to throw up. Teach your child. They don't have to text you. They're doing these things here because they don't want the other kids to see their phone and then they'd get picked on and harassed. That all kinds of stuff happens. But ask open-ended questions. Ask Questions that make your kids want to tell you, not just yes or no. How do they feel about those situations? Do they feel that they're mature enough or they're responsible enough or they're strong enough to say, oh, no, that's not for me? 
Or, you know, no, I'm not going to watch that movie. Or no, my parents don't allow me to watch those movies. Or I can't play video games. Whatever the parameters that you put around them, just be respectful and non-judgmental. Show empathy toward your child's feelings, their opinions, their experiences. One, they'll want to listen to you more. And two, you'll set the stage for them opening up and trusting you to not forbid sleepovers ever again if something were to happen. That's something we don't want. And validate their feelings. Let them know, hey, I understand how you feel. I I know you really want to go, and I would love for you to go, but we don't have a right feeling about this for some reason. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Maybe you want to tell your children, maybe you don't. But you just want to say to them, I just want you to hear us on this and trust us on this. We are responsible to protect you. That's our job. We want you to have memories and moments that you're going to remember that are going to be fun memories. We don't want those opportunities to have a sleepover to turn into something that could take years of therapy or could set you up in a position that you could be harassed or bullied or made fun of in life beyond that one night. So communicate with your child. Let them know you're for them. You understand that there's validity to what they have to say. So when I go back to what did we do and why did we do it, we hosted sleepovers at our house. One, because I made sure I was always awake. I just knew that this sleepover would involve me not getting any sleep. So I would usually sleep downstairs on the couch, you know, in another room close to where the kids are. And yes, I would hear them giggle and talk and whisper. And I'd say, "Go, time to go to bed. But I would also be monitoring what was happening because I took other children's safety as important as my own kid's safety. And I would welcome any parent who was ever invited to come over, whether it was one of the girls' teammates or one of the boys' teammates, I would welcome a parent calling and ask because I'm thinking about my child's safety. If the roles were reversed, what would I want to know? So don't get offended. And you know what? If you end up saying no and your child's brokenhearted, you have to plan for two things. One, your children may really want to go and get mad because you won't let them go. That conversation looks different from the child who wants to blame you for not letting them go because they really don't want to go, but they don't feel safe enough. They don't feel secure enough. They don't feel strong enough to say that outright, hey, no, I just don't want to come to your sleepover because then there's, you know, there can be retaliation. Oh, our sleepover is not good enough for you. Be mindful of that. And you can tell your kids, hey, if you don't want to go, just blame me. My shoulders are broad. Tell your friends that your parents said no. And that's fine. You're an adult. Be the adult in the room and just say, hey, I don't think it's the best for you. And even give your kids words to say, hey, I talked to my parents about it and I told them how I really wanted to come, but they said no that I couldn't this time because we have soccer games, stuff like that, or whatever it is. But consider that some children, they just want to blame their parents for not being allowed, and that's okay. Talk to them early about what is and isn't acceptable. And what we have to remember as I close this out is open and honest communication is the foundation that you're trying to build. It's one built on trust and maintaining a healthy relationship. I write about it in Parenting Beyond the Rules. So when you ask sensitive questions of your child or of their friends, always be respective in a supportive manner. You create the safe and transparent environment for your children to express how they feel, what has happened, what their concerns are, 
and they trust that what they say is between you and it's not going anywhere else. It is possible to not have sleepovers and have a child who is just fine, but it is possible for our children to have sleepovers and have a wonderful experience and have memories that they'll treasure for years to come. But remember, your children may feel disappointed, they may feel shunned, and they may get upset. You have to be the parent. You have to pray. You have to know what they need. You have to talk to them openly and honestly about what is in their best interest and what is in the best interest of your family. There's not a right or wrong unless things go wrong. And then we can get afraid. But don't make that decision lightly about what's right or wrong. Communicate what the expectations are. Know the families well before deciding. And maybe we don't do sleepovers. We weren't a big sleepover fan, but we did have sleepovers. And our kids did go to other kids' house on rare, really a rare occasion. But we want to make sure that our children know we love them, we care about them, be willing to compromise. Hey, you can go from here to midnight or from when it starts to 11 and I'll pick you up so that you get sleep and be ready for your game the next day. Or if you aren't feeling safe or comfortable or if things start getting a little out of control or, or conversations are not acceptable and you feel like you're in an awkward or uncomfortable situation, well, guess what? All you have to do is text me, whatever the code is, and I'll know that means come and get you. And I will call the host family and say, hey, something's come up and I need to come and pick up my child. Don't need to say, hey, this is happening. You know, obviously there's caveats to every part of this. I could have spent like three episodes talking about this. This is an important topic. It's always going to be an important topic, whether your kids are in elementary school, middle school, or high school. It doesn't matter. They want to be social. It can be a fun experience. It also can be a detrimental experience. And it is one that we want to consider with great thought and mindfulness and prayer and communication. So, With that said, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Equip to Be, and I can't wait to be with you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.